1: Everybody, welcome to Fully Alive, our radio show uh, from the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity of the Archdiocese of Chicago. Again, good morning. I'm joined in. Usually, we have Don as our host. Uh, I'm 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 usually the co-host, and it's always fun. Uh, but we're I'm I'm doing this uh, kind of taking the lead here. So pray for me, everybody. <laughs> but we're joined in. Thank God, I'm not alone. We're joined in by Dr. Angeles Wayne, and also. Danny Bedette, did I say that right? I'm like, yeah. I, I practiced in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it but, was perfect. <laughs> but we're we're with the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, so welcome everyone. I can't I can't believe it's already November. I know it's November.
2: I had the realization too when I looked at my phone and the calendar said one. I was like, the first of what? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> it's November. <laughs> oh my goodness, it, it's
1: going by so fast. It is. Yeah. And the weather, I'm actually liking it. I'm actually
2: yeah. like not the weather. Not too cold, not too hot. I've just been right? confused. Like, <laughs> uh, like, why is it still warm? But
3: yeah, yeah. Like
2: it's 66 degrees today. I'm from Minnesota, and we just uh, like the, this is incomprehensible yeah. to me. I'm not complaining. Yeah. But the fact that Halloween weekend wasn't like frigid, I right. I, I didn't I didn't know how to cope. <laughs>
1: I I moved to Chicagoland area in a good, a good what maybe 12 years now, mm. and they always told me. Dr. Angela, let, let me know if this is true. They always told me, and I believe it. They say that if you don't like the weather in Chicago, wait five minutes. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, it, it keeps changing. And I think that this is the month that like, it changes, and then I can't believe it. Next month, next radio show, it's December. It I is. know. I, I, it's
4: it's just, warm, but there's still a crispness like in Christmas. the air. Yeah. When does it snow? That's my question. ah uh,
1: maybe tomorrow.
4: <laughs> you like 5 minutes <laughs> by this afternoon. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. So yeah, this is what we're going to talk about. We're talking about the Catholic campaign for human development. We're talking about Thanksgiving. We're talking about the month of November and uh, this is going to be a great conversation. So all of our listeners, thanks for joining us in this great conversation as we talk about being fully alive. You know, what what that what that means and what a gift that, that is as well. So uh, we'll pull in our our guests, we're, we're going to have some guests all throughout our show today. We're going to pull in some guests. And our first guest, uh, Danny, go ahead and, and mm-hmm. introduce her.
2: So our first guest is Heather Johnson. She is with um, St. Agatha Catholic Church, and she works as a parent coordinator. And we are so excited to have her. We have been funding um, the 501c3 entity of that parish called the Dream Builders Association for several years now. And, uh, yeah, it is my great joy to introduce Heather. Where Welcome, Heather.
5: Thank you guys for having me this morning.
2: Of course. Heather, could you just tell us a little bit about St. Agatha and the Dream Builders Association and kind of how all of that um, came to be?
5: yes so uh saint agatha has been around a church founded in 1983 uh restorative justice work that we currently do is also it started in 2014. i i came on in 2018 and I am a parent coordinator here at St. Agatha's uh, Church. And what I do, my job is to uh, connect with parents in the community, uh, local schooling, and other organizations, and just to build, build up uh, a gap between the youth, elders, and um, mm. our young adults. Mm.
1: This is this is great, because you, you mentioned you're a parent coordinator. I, I love it, because I, I believe, and maybe I'm alone in this, but I, I believe that all ministries uh, needs to have like some sort of a parent coordinator. I love the way you said that too, where you're 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 bridging the gaps between these. two. We were just talking mm-hmm. before we started this whole thing, uh, uh, the the radio show. That's you know I, I I'm I'm a young parent. I try to say, I say young. <laughs> kind of Make sure that your that's
4: kids don't think so.
1: Right? <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, I'm you know I'm transitioning into m- and making sure that because their world is different from ours, from mine, right? So this is beautiful that you're doing that. So God bless you for stepping in and and, and making sure that th- that's that position that's that bridge is there in you.
2: Yeah, I have another question. Um, so kind of tying into being that liaison between kids and their parents in the community. You mentioned the word restorative justice, and I was just wondering if you could give us a working definition of of that word. I think it's something that we hear or read about a lot, um, but I think a lot of us don't have a a functional definition in our vocabulary.
5: So um, basically, uh, restorative justice is, It, it goes for, it stands for a lot of stuff in our community. Um, we currently have a, a, a court system in our community called uh, Restorative Justice in the North Mondale community, which we live and serve. And it is basically working with uh, first-time offenders uh, that has uh, committed a crime, and we do a repair harm agreement between um, uh, the two parties, the victim or and the person that uh, committed the crime. Uh, The crime or whatnot. And uh, we do peace circles and we have them go through a multitude of uh, trainings uh, to better themselves. And with uh, the parent coordinator uh, program, we were able to connect some of the young youth, Mm -hmm. which are parents from the course that are coming to our, our, our program through St. Agatha, you know, uh, empowerment classes. Uh, So connecting with the parents in the community, uh, whether it's by the schools, whether it's uh, meeting them at the laundromat, you know, at the local grocery store, because I live in the community, it makes it more uh, impactful because I see them on a daily. And I know firsthand the problems and situation that they uh, go through. So the restorative justice is not just about first, Uh, time offenders, but it's also restoring the homes, Mm -hmm. restoring the foundations of the household, which, you know, we're uh, lacking two-parent households. We're teaching one how to love themselves, how to find themselves. And even going through, uh, you know, the trials and tribulations of what we face as uh, in the poverty area which we live, you know, we're giving them vision and uh, hope of what's to come. We're working with our children because currently they're the future and they will be the present. You know, we have to bridge the gap between our elders, our senior citizens with our younger youth because they have a story to tell and they also have a, a testimony of how they overcame those situations and what uh, St. Agatha do uh, as an empowerment. We just continue uh, building families together and bringing about unity within our community. We're putting back neighbors in the hood where we You know, we're getting to beautify and unify and create uh, businesses through empowerment. You know, uh, a lot of people that I have, you know, come across like, you know, we're we're uh, stuck in this poverty. We're being um, pushed to the side. But at the end of the day, my job is to empower them to let them know that you have the choice to do something about the things that you don't like. So let's come together, you know, just empower them and let them know. That, you know, we all are created in God's image, and, and if we're created mm-hmm. in His image, that means we're His children. And if we're His children, we possess the same powers. So we have to look within ourselves to do things that we don't, or to uh, bring about change of things that we don't like. And my me- my message is uh, to the people um, that I work with in my community, as, uh, I'm starting with the woman in the mirror, which mm-hmm. is me, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to bring about change. You know, so and that's why uh, that's a little bit of restorative. I'm bringing back a restorative of who I am, mm. you know, who they are, and why they were put here. We're bringing about uh, justice in our community of things that fall short of uh, to us, even the people that hell being uh, has been placed in um, alderman position. We're we're bringing about power and we we restore things to to its original state um, of self worthiness of god's driven purpose
4: you know yeah Heather, th- my, my heart is pounding i'm like mm-hmm. so excited when i hear you share um your experience there And i love how you mentioned the elders and the connection with the children with the elders and so i'm just wondering what are those intergenerational nuggets if you will that you really feel like those those children are learning from the elders
5: Well, you know, we go back, uh, we have history books and everything that uh, we was taught through school, but we have history in our community and just being able, uh, during COVID, we was able to uh, St. Agatha pass out you know, many boxes of food to our senior citizen homes in local, uh, in our community to local residents as well. And by uh, taking our youth as uh, the participants to pass these boxes out to our elders, they were able to understand some of the crisis that they face. Um, 70 years back and, and how they're currently going through the cycle again. And, and now we're coming to a conclusion on how we gonna break the cycle of, uh, you know, the poverty, the lack of, you know, and bring about a support system. And most important, we're bringing and building a community of love. Love is the, the most powerful thing that we as human possess. We use this um, to just show God's uh, emotions through our actions. He's he's a omniscient guy. So we have to be present so and show up. He uses us, his children, to uh touch each one. So as we touch and show love through the community, the young folks connecting with the elders and understanding uh Uh, their purpose, uh, the elder purpose, and why they're currently fighting for the future of the youth. And some we have, you know, a misunderstanding between youth and and our elders because some uh, communities will think, you know, the elders wanna see, the uh, youth go to jail because of the crime that's going mm. on in the community, and some people, uh, the youth are willing to help the young, the older lady, younger lady, in spirit to cross the street. Mm. And we have, we just have to build those and put them in the right position for each one to help one. You know, it's, it is a, a circle of life, and at the end of the day, the young take old, uh, the old take care of the young, and the young take care of the old, and we have to keep that going. Thank you.
1: I love that. Uh, you know, we're about to take a break, but uh, I'd love to dive into this question that I want to ask you, Heather, uh, after the break. Is that, you know, I love hearing the passion <laughs> from your hearts. And, and I'm just being honest here. Uh, when I was told that you are the bridge, you need to be the bridge, uh, my first initial reaction is like, mm no thanks <laughs> but there is there's an important call right there's an important call to us to be that bridge uh and uh, you know and take 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 our place in in um in our community to make sure that we are the the bridge for that gap so again we're, we're about, about to take a break right now and we'll get back to heather and uh saint agatha's parish after the break
6: Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. There is no doubt this life is short. It is in you I trust to spread your truths, your goodness,
0: and love. It is you who will give a leader to our church. Who will fill these shoes. We Are Hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day, knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net.
1: Welcome back to fully alive the office uh, from the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity of the Archdiocese of Chicago. We're just uh, talking about uh, the call this this beautiful call that God gives us because I, as I mentioned before the break I said, you know uh, and again, uh, I'm just being honest sometimes when God calls us to do something mm-hmm. to be that bridge, I'm I'm being honest my my first reaction is like mm, no thanks right but then there's this thing where it's coming from God I believe and I want to ask you that question Heather Wh- where is this coming from what, what what has driven this passion that you have now with uh doing this all these things that you're doing
5: Well um you had it right. It's all about God and doing God's will. Um, if if I may, I'll share a small story Please, about myself, yes. you know. Um, growing up in the North Londale community, I was uh, faced many challenges and um I believe God uh, came to me, um, about 15 years of age and, um, uh, life was kind of hard and, and going through many, um, trials and tribulations and God, you know, called me then. Dang. And, um, uh, uh, dealing with myself, I was like, um, man, I thought my mom and my grandma was telling the preacher, <laughs> you know, um, my situation, you know, and I was like, she didn't tell this woman all my business. <laughs> and cause, really getting down, and I'm like, okay, God, this must be you, because I'm looking at my parents, and they have no clue to what I'm looking at them for, yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, fear set in, and uh, the altar, the lady called us to the altar, you know, if this message, you felt it within your heart, you know, come on to the altar, and I, I felt that with all in me, and my my spirit jumped out of my body wow. before my <laughs> body stood up, like, wow. get to that altar. This calling is for you, but fear set in, and then I, I looked at everybody in, in the um, audience with me, and then um, the fear came in and said, "They know they're talking about you. Mm. You're gonna let everybody know they're talking about you." And that fear kind of set in, and I sat down, and I and I missed that that calling God had on my life at that particular time, and and I continue to go through that 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 trial and tribulation and knowing and I connected with St. Agatha when I was 15 as a mentor, you know, and I had someone there to help and try to keep their hand on me and give me guidance such as I do for the people today. And I needed that then and it gave me understanding of who I was and my purpose and not, you know, really to blame myself of because of the fear, but, you know, to work to overcome that Mm. and, um, uh, Long story short, 35. I'm 38 years of age. I'll currently be 39 in January. Beautiful. 35. Um, right after my birthday, God came back to me. I was sitting at my desk, and He's like, "Okay, are you ready?" And for <laughs> the, now, I'm gonna tell you, from 15 to 35, I cried out to God every day mm. in, in, in through the season, and told Him, "You know, I repent and I'm sorry, God, but my soul says yes, my heart says oh, yes, beautiful. I'm ready." And on my 35th, right at the day after my 35th birthday, he came to me again. Wow. He said, Are you ready, my child? And I, mm-hmm. I leaped and enjoyed and I accepted and and things I, you know, I was already in transition to changing my life for the great uh purpose that God uh divine in me. And um mm-hmm ever since then I've been off and I it's like it's been a rocket you know the download of information God instilled in me and because everything that I do I do in Christ's name is it's uh, it's all to give glory to God because he chose me Mm. to make a transition into my community he chose me to make a difference in generations Uh, he chose me to step into the community say it's you who needs mm. to change. We we blame a lot of people uh, for our fault, and and yeah, we can blame, but we have to start blaming ourselves of choices that we continue to make and things that we choose not to do. And my purpose is just driven off fire from God, and I, I for you, <laughs> I have fire in the background because with CCHD and Saint Agatha, I help empower young women and mothers to Mm. uh, find their gift and their purpose and create businesses where they fall short in the community where they're not receiving you know, uh, enough income to support their families, uh, giving their children vis- vision, Our facilitate parenting classes, which we call From Stress to Bless. Mm-hmm. It's only mm-hmm. one way Love of, you know, taking them from that stressful situation at home and showing them a different way to handle things and always putting God first in, in their, uh, their household and, and, and having testimonies after that on how just the classes alone touch their heart and transition them to do better for their family and start businesses for themselves not only we're trying to redo our community with our uh, businesses of people that look like us, you know, but we're empowering households mm-hmm. to build legacies for their children to come and their children and that's another purpose you know, my driven, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a grandmother, you know, I'm, I was a young mom, I'm a young mm-hmm. grandma as well mm-hmm. and my purpose is to make sure the rest of the young people doesn't fall short and always have a support system to, to do their best, to be their best at all times mm-hmm. and St. Agatha has been doing that in the community along with the help of CCHD. And, um I'm forever grateful because now I'm starting my own business and helping uh the community and linking organization because I believe that one organization can do the job the root word is organ and if all organizations organs come together you will become one body the battery uh is not important is no more important than the engine engine because if you have an engine in the car and the battery is not uh right. charged then the engine won't start so if we connect all together as one the organs the body of christ we will become the christ and we will be moving in christ-like intention so that's my purpose is connecting organizations and business together to be one you know we're we're doing it for the same purpose what are your reason and is it to make a change or is it to bring um uh only wealth for yourself you know and We're not about a selfish entity. We are here to build for generations to come through the North Lundell and Chicago area. This is Reach One, Teach One. It started in North Lundell, but what we do are we're gonna build and take outside of the community um, to look uh, neighboring communities and just continue to build and support one another. Amazing. Mm -hmm.
1: God is so real i mean <laughs> just there's a fire there's mm. a fire inside of you, and it's just beautiful and uh you know i i I, I, I don't know i don't, I don't know where
4: to i know, and i I just love here. Heather when you said the organ is yeah. in organizations. I mean, you know, that's a whole sermon right there. <laughs> um, but I, and I really appreciate how you shared about how CCHD has helped mm. start businesses. You're starting a business You started a business. People in the neighborhood are starting businesses because, like you were saying, it's not CCHD doesn't just impact one person. That's right. It impacts systems. It impacts communities. It com. It is it, it's, it's such a. Um, kind of a macro level impact, if you will, that CCHD has. And I so appreciate you sharing that story with us. I'm going to use that organ in uh, organizations, (laughs) if you don't mind, Heather. Uh, (laughs) You're more than welcome.
2: Another thing I just wanted to add, Heather, was that um, I so appreciated that you talked about this command to love as like channeling God's emotion, because I think we all too often think of, you know justice and peace and all these things as well this is our command to love our neighbor Mm -hmm. and I think it it is a command entirely but when we just think about it as a command it totally makes it all impersonal Mm -hmm. and we forget that like it's not just God's rule for us to love it's like his emotion to love and like he feels love you know love is a choice but like he he actually feels that love for us Mm -hmm. and he wants us to spread that that emotion you know that deep Mm -hmm. deep sense of of care, and that's just so evident in the way that you speak about your community. Like mm-hmm. you are, you are channeling, you know, action and the command of love, but also the emotion of love. And people must feel so, so loved by you. So thank <laughs> you for all that you do and sharing a bit about, um, you know, what Saint Agatha has been up to. Are there any other updates on your work of things that you've been doing um, recently, or things that you're really excited about on the horizon? Yeah, any updates would be great.
5: Well, yes, I have an amazing update. Um, Like I said, CCHD has given me and helped empower me to also um, uh, start my business as I help others um and uh, it's funny that you mentioned fire you feel the fire that's <laughs> my name for my business it's called fire right. fiya forever inspiring your aspirations and today um I'm going to pitch for a first prize of 25 thousand uh, dollars for my business as a kickstart um uh, with the hustle mommies of North Londondale community moms of community that's coming great. together pitching their business and um you know um uh, striving for the best and come win or lose and i do be, uh, choose to win and i believe i will come first place um is to help those other business uh strive because that's the whole purpose of what we're doing is to link with organizations and business and help them strive uh to be the best and um that's my business is is uh forever inspiring your aspirations so um this evening at 5 p.m i will be pitching in the contest and i will be winning um there it is Claim that yes you know continue to just do god's will because it's divine and and, and it comes to you easily when you're doing god's work Amen. and and I'm, I'm walking with confidence because god said i i am and, and I walk in that state. I am. And uh, when people ask me, well, who sent you and who are you or tell me something about you? The first thing that I say is I am, you know, <laughs> because he chose me. He chose me and um, I am yeah. his child. You, and so are you guys. And, and that's why we're all on and linked in this uh <laughs> called this morning uh just to share god's work and how god's move and because we are all chosen he chose us to get and spread that message out Mm -hmm. god wanted
1: us to talk today i mean this is this is amazing and also to for all of our listeners to hear this beautiful conversation Mm -hmm. as well we're going to continue on with this conversation after we uh, take this break uh, and we'll continue our conversation with heather thanks so much heather
5: thank you
3: i believe i overcome by the power of
1: Hey, Heather, uh, welcome back, everybody. This is uh the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity uh, radio show, Fully Alive. We were just talking to Heather and uh, just kind of wrapping things up. Heather, any uh, any way to connect with you uh, as we uh, wrap up this segment?
5: Yes, um, you can lo- uh, find me um, at St. Agatha's Catholic Church Uh 3157 West Douglas Boulevard, uh, my email, heatherhj23 at yahoo.com, um, my phone number, everyone has my number is 773 <laughs> 993 and we're dedicated to, you know, helping our community bring about change, uh, we're bringing unity back to the community.
2: Thank you so much, Heather, for just taking this time to to be here with us and speak with us. We're so grateful for you, and uh, we all look forward to connecting with you again
4: soon.
5: Thank you for having me once again. It was my pleasure.
1: Thanks again,
4: Heather. Thank you, Heather.
7: Did you know that Catholic
2: Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is
0: running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we
2: will make the donation as easy as possible, free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. I feel special. (laughs) I feel great. I got good
8: grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level come check us out you may have never thought we were an option before
0: our school communities provide students with academic excellence and character education in a supportive and stable learning environment come see for yourself visit artschicagoorg find a school
1: To fully alive the radio show for the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity with the Archdiocese of Chicago, it's been a rapid fire so far, and this is a <laughs> our November show. And uh, you know we're, we're we're talking about the Catholic Campaign for Human Development, that uh, the beautiful uh, organization, a beautiful uh, way that we can help all these different ministries, all these this, these different organizations uh, make sure that they're doing great work there in archdiocese of chicago so we have another guest coming up
9: Mm
2: -hmm. yes we have gary with us gary are you there hello yes ma'am welcome gary morning great to meet you this is fantastic i actually hadn't met gary before i had met heather but this is (laughs) gary is new for me thank you so much for being here it's such a joy to be connecting so you are with one of our national um cchd funded groups lake county sponsors which is a part of metro if is that correct
7: that is correct that would be us
2: awesome can you tell us a little bit about how you're involved with the organization and um, just a little bit of history about it
7: well lake county sponsors uh, has been around since uh 2003 and the its purpose was to uh, address the root causes of poverty and systematic injustices and um, so uh, they've they've been doing that for a, a good number of years. The idea is to break the dependence on food pantries and and handouts and actually um, find a way to uh, bring people back into the mainstream. And to do this uh, by uh, developing uh, leaders in the local communities. And uh, to do that, in our organization. Uh, I believe we're currently a 22 or 24-member organization of local uh, Christian churches. We have uh, one mosque and um, several um, uh, Jewish Jewish organizations that are all part of us. Um, And um, that's... And then in more recent times, we... um, resolved the closing of the uh, nursing home in uh, Lake County Uh, took a lot of years a lot of conversations a lot of networking and uh, only accomplished that a couple finished that task a couple of years ago
2: that's incredible it sounds like you've you've had some major victories so that is always good to hear how did you get involved with um Lake County Sponsors and had you heard of the Catholic Campaign for Human Development before your involvement with that organization
7: oh yeah no I've I've loved the Catholic Campaign for Human (laughs) Development I I love the whole concept Uh, again it ties in with what Lake County Sponsors is about and I had known about it for years that's one of the ones I can usually talk my wife into throwing money into the basket (laughs) when they have that campaign because uh, you know it's it's getting people to take care of themselves rather than uh, stand in line for something so uh, with lake county sponsors uh, this um, mental health uh, hospital organization tried to set up um, a, a, psych, a, psych, a a psych hospital in vernon hills and um, i uh, through my local parish i got involved in supporting that campaign turns out it wasn't successful but i stayed the course with lake county sponsors and uh, we did get that organization to set up a behavioral hospital in waukegan we had to go to the state health board and get their support and get in the leadership of lake county uh, to actually attend that meeting including the county board president and uh, uh the sheriff and a number of other uh, organizations in Lake County and, and the number of parishioners from St. Mary of Vernon attended that meeting.
2: That's incredible. My favorite thing about talking about CCHD is hearing when parishes are majorly involved in these campaigns and these organizations. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, that's solidarity. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, can you speak a little bit more about your own parish's involvement? I know you said that they've attended these meetings, but yeah, <laughs> how, how does your parish think about CCHD?
7: Well, um, uh, several different uh, things. Um, Our parish has never had a parish school. Um, So that in some ways puts us in an advantage uh, over many of the other archdiocese parishes. So we've always had, well, for almost all of our 44 years at St. Mary of Vernon, we've had a, a food pantry. We actually have a furniture ministry four box trucks Uh, we engage in either picking up or delivering free furniture um, every saturday and um, and of course we've been part of the pads program up here in lake county that houses the homeless uh, our our day of the week is thursdays um so so that's been that's been kind of our core um, and we are a founding um, member of Lake County Sponsors. Um, and, and, and it may have helped that, um, in the case of the Catholic Church, that Bishop Kecanus, who's since retired, uh, was the um, bishop for Vicariate One, And he was a big supporter of the idea of Lake County Sponsors, which, duh, <laughs> you no, know, obviously it was caffeine caffeine the campaign for human development that was an, a natural extension of what the archdiocese was already doing
2: yeah that's incredible thanks for sharing that um so you mentioned that your work mainly focuses around um housing and food and, and those things I, just a note to mention that I just love the diversity of of fields in CCHD, mm. we we genuinely hit on so many different um, you know facets of community organizing. And so we talked with um, Heather last segment, who was very much in that community development phase and um, parent coordinating and being a liaison between youth and elders. And now you're talking about a totally different thing about you know food and and housing and these sorts. So just to say one of my favorite things is seeing all the different areas that we get to fund it's it's really incredible um,
7: well, and, and we're part of mental, the mental health movement um yeah. because when you talk about uh, people that are homeless as you you probably are aware a lot of the people that are homeless have mental health issues mm-hmm. so um and i don't know this is the right time to bring this up but but our organization actually surveyed um, with the help of the Lake County Health Department, the citizens in Lake County, and to see what they felt like the most important health needs were in the county. And much to our surprise, uh, mental health uh, came to the top of the, the list. So uh, we've been actively engaged um, in a number of uh, things that that help. Obviously, the, the behavioral hospital would be one. But that, that came after we'd already been working on what's called a CIT, Crisis Intervention Training. Um, so we've got over a thousand uh, police officials, primarily police officers, that are trained in, in how to manage uh, when they get into these situations with people that have mental health issues and how to respond. Yes. And, and it's it, it involves getting grant money and getting uh, the College of Lake County to put together a a training program. Um, I got to witness the tail end of it. Um, They actually had the the Lake County College of Lake County hired actors and put the police officials in scenarios that were typical of people that could be homeless and have mental health issues. And they were uh, trained in how to respond to those situations. And it wasn't stop or I'll shoot. Mm-hmm. It involved a lot of listening. Um, and hopefully that saved lives. Um, and then of course, we're trying to get uh, crisis intervention units. Uh, we've worked with the state uh, to get them uh, to uh, provide better funding for um, Medicaid um, our clients. Uh, and of course, then of course, it's a question of where you can set these crisis intervention units up. And currently the state, at least in Medicaid, wants it to be a full service hospital, which ironically in Lake County is an issue because we don't have any full service hospitals that provide mental health services. Uh, Their primary way of handling them is the police will bring the uh, the client or the, the person into the emergency rooms. They'll get there 24 hours and then they'll release them and we're trying to get the uh, mental health hospital in lake county to 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 be accepted by the state for their services, even though they're not a full service hospital. Yeah. So it's kind of an ongoing um, activity in our in our case.
1: Yeah, th- thanks so much, Gary, for, for this information. I think uh, this is important for us to uh, be talking about this. Uh, we're we're going to take a break, Gary, and um, after this break, I'd love to continue on because a lot of our parishioners don't really even know what's going on in these beautiful ministries happening. So uh, stay tuned, everybody, as we continue to talk about a Catholic Campaign for Human Development. Because he lived.
3: was dead in the grave. I was covered in sin and shame. I heard mercy call my
8: Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today.
0: I am a seminarian. The church needs
6: compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood, is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people.
0: You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959.
9: Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who despite the unprecedented challenges of the past two years, continue to excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who have remained open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that meals are available for those experiencing hunger. To our service coordinators and our professional counselors who continue their vital work in innovative ways. To our food pantry staff and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do and we salute you.
1: come back to Fully Alive, the, the radio show for the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity of the Archdiocese of Chicago.
4: Gary, thank you so much for all you've shared about your organization. We had a, another question for you. You mentioned the training that you provide police officers, and so yes. can you speak a little more about what programs you offer uh, for those needing mental health services?
7: Um, it's not as much uh, programs as what we're t- we're trying to get developed in in lake county and um that's where the uh, crisis stabilization units come in um that that's primarily our latest thrust has been in that direction though uh providing um, what we call essential housing for essential workers is also a piece of that we're we're actually in the process and it's gone on for several years of developing a site <clears throat> in Waukegan um, that w- would include, at least at this point, because we haven't gone before the the zoning uh, commission as many as 25 single bedroom apartments that would include uh, support for people that that had those kind of issues, mental health issues. We've we've actually done that already. In Mundelein, we have a, faci- a, a a housing place there that's got forty units, and a portion of those units are set aside for th- for people with different di- kinds of disabilities. Um, so it's it's more of that approach than you know. Well, here we are with a series of programs. programs and yeah. Um, in support of people that have mental health issues
2: okay thank you for clarifying you're Uh, welcome i had another question so obviously we know that mental health has has been a reality for forever but it was certainly heightened during the pandemic how did your efforts or work change during during COVID, Mm -hmm. and and still now because we're obviously still in this and still dealing with all the effects
7: well, well what lake county sponsors is about is networking and building support and that continued uh a lot of zoom meetings <laughs> um and and uh and and that's that's basically the the way we approached it uh, i'm trying to think of what our, our major issues well we've spent a lot of uh, energy recently on the essential housing um And and the CIT training was up and running, and that was more a matter of uh, getting um, the Lake County community, the local police departments to buy into it. Uh, We were real fortunate. Initially, the Lake County Sheriff's Police uh, bought into the program, and that that drew in uh, a number of the other uh, local uh, police organizations. So... um, Good question. Um, I, I know in the case of PADS at our church and, and PADS of Lake County, they ended up getting government funding, and and you may know this already, they went and used that funding to get hotel rooms, so our parish during that time did not offer uh, pad services uh, just to be safe, but the support of the homeless continued during that time, just in a different way.
2: Yeah, I mean, the pandemic totally changed how we (laughs) how we had to think about support, what we what we thought was supportive before that. You know, we just had to totally alter a lot of our tracks and thinking about what what public safety means. So um, thanks for sharing that information. We have about two minutes left before um, we end this conversation. But just to kind of wrap things up um what are some updates on your work what are you is there anything that you're really looking forward to that you would love for our listeners to know about anything of that sort
7: well we're we're limited and in, in some ways and others not we we have uh the two full-time staff members that that help us um well one and a half perhaps um and so, our goal is is to continue to grow our organization in Lake County, and and as you may guess, because you're dealing with volunteer organizations yourselves, that that tends to be a challenge. <clears throat> um, I, ideally, uh, we'd like to get more Catholic parishes in, involved in uh, Lake County. Um, At one point we had as many as five parishes and now it's um, St. Mary Vernon and St. Joe's. And I'm not not sure because there's a financial commitment in order to be part of Lake County sponsors that the parishes understand uh, the value of Lake County sponsors in accomplishing their social action goals. Uh, Giving out food's a great thing, but if you can find a way to help those people uh, find jobs and and housing, permanent housing, yeah. um, that's 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 a big deal. And I'm not sure the parishes in Lake County understand that.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Gary, for joining us for your time and uh, the, the, these great uh, programs and uh, that, that, that these initiatives that you're doing heading up over there. So, God bless you. Th- thanks again for joining us, Gary.
7: You're welcome. Thank you. Great to meet you. Nice meeting you. So, yeah,
1: let's uh, continue to have have this conversation about uh, the Catholic Campaign for Human Development. Unfortunately, I'll just say this. Unfortunately, not a lot of our parishioners know about these beautiful, important ministries, programs that are being um, helped. Uh, by the uh, by, their parish, by this beautiful collection that happens usually, correct me, uh, Danny, if I'm wrong, uh, during uh, Thanksgiving weekend and after? Is that, is that correct? The weekend
2: before Thanksgiving. The
1: weekend before Thanksgiving. I knew that. <laughs> the weekend before Thanksgiving. So again, unfortunately, not a lot of our parishes or parishioners know about these great works that's being done because yeah. of Catholic Campaign for Human Development.
2: Absolutely. I remember one of my first weeks at the Arch, I was talking to someone, and I don't remember who, but they told me that, CCHD or the Catholic Campaign for Human Development was the best kept secret of the Catholic Church. Mm. And at first it was like, "Oh, that's awesome that we have that." I didn't I've been Catholic my whole life and I didn't even know yeah. about that. And then it very quickly made me sad of like, "Why is this a secret?" You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like don't put a lamp under a shade. It's like like mm-hmm. why are we, you know, kind of just covering this light and it's it's not anything that any of us are trying to do intentionally. It's just it takes a lot of power to be that countercultural voice in the world that that says that these organizations and these things are worth yeah. investing in with our whole lives. Yes, it, it's it's not a on during Thanksgiving weekend right. or yeah. A yeah. on the holidays when I feel like I should. No, it's it's with our whole lives, and and that's the type of commitment that it actually takes to to have this light shine brightly. And the only reason that people even know about it, it's not because of me, it's certainly because of people like Heather and Gary that that know, yes. that that have dedicated their whole lives to this work. So um, just another plug for those two and, and the work that they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, we, it, it's a long journey to make this work known, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of obstacles, yep. but um, some ways to know about our work is to follow our social media pages, to there be updated um, from information on our website to listen to this show you're already on your way if you're listening to this um, and to just stay tuned on on our collection um, it's November 19th and 20th that weekend and we really hope that everyone in the pews is is as committed to this work as as we are or at least is interested in learning more I mean that's a, that's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah
1: those are just two organizations that we've just gotten to know there's a lot yeah. more but yeah
2: yeah absolutely There, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot of ways to find out information so i really encourage anyone to dig deeper if they're interested
1: danny or dr angela any last words about this uh, catholic campaign for human development and maybe some encouragement for our folks
4: sure i think one of the the biggest takeaways from our conversations today is how danny was saying how this is how we live our lives mm-hmm. and. Clearly, from listening to Gary and Heather, CCHD and participation in CCHD is really a way to respond to our call mm. that God has given us. And while our default might be to respond in fear, as Heather was eloquently sharing, this is a response out of relationship with Christ and how He's called us to be in this world, which is not just about giving a person a fish, you know, that adage, but really empowering people, um, changing the transformation that takes place in the lives of the people and in the communities, um, and also really encouraging a sense of thriving in our world. Um, And actually, I think you and I did talk about the best kept secret, I don't know, maybe (laughs) that was our conversation, I'm Mm -hmm. not sure, but it it certainly is not gonna be the best kept secret much longer. Amen. And Mm -hmm. So we're just really excited to have Danny as our new coordinator for CCHD. Really excited about being able to be on your show, Ray. This is Uh, beautiful, yeah. And just continuing the conversation about how God calls us to show up in this world.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks, Danny. And uh, prayers up for the whole collection, for all the organizations. Get to know those organizations out there, those ministries out there. So, again, we thank you for listening. And join us again for our Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity Fully Alive radio show next month. God bless you all.
3: I dead in the grave I was covered in sin and shame I heard mercy call my